Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network for this Wednesday, January the 18th. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Christopher Woodward. Good morning. And uh, let's see, is Fred off today? Fred. Uh, he went to go see a Canadian man about a horse. About a moose. Yeah, there you go. That's better. Touche. <laughs> he, he went to see, is this the beginning of a children's book? <laughs> you know the old expression, I'm, I'm going to go see a man about a horse? No, I never heard it. Really? Wow. You heard it, uh, Brent Creeley, our producers heard it. It's just a, it's just a, something when you, you, you're going into town or whatever, and you don't want to explain, go through all the rigmarole of what you're right. going to go do. I'm going to go see a man. You're annoyed a horse. by the question. Yes, yes. I'm going to. I guess, in other words, I got something to do. Yeah. So I asked where Fred was. Chris expressed annoyance with the question. Oh no, no, no sir! No, 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 no. That's the way I, I took it. I didn't realize that's. I didn't. I did not realize that's how people used it. In He's the just messing with oh, okay. you, Chris. Chris is panicking. I, I value my job. I'll I'll pick up your dry cleaning if you tell me to. Restripe the parking lot. Make the popcorn. Oh no! You don't want to yeah, ask now for you're that talking. job. Make the popcorn. You don't want to ask for that job. And how can people watch this here show and? Well, there's a couple of ways. There used okay. to be three back when we were on YouTube, but they they canned us. They tried to drive a stake through our heart, Tim, but you know what? We were too resilient for that. Yes. We came back. Like a vampire. Like a vampire. So you can go, now you can go to Facebook, search for this show, Today's Issues, and click through and you can watch us. Or we recommend that you join the year 2023 because we are technologically advanced, we have our own streaming platform, streaming.afa.net, and you can watch us live as well as watch some great videos and documentaries. And we post the show, uh, we post the stories that we talk about on our Today's Issues Facebook page. Yes. So people can read about them for themselves. And uh, all right, Chris, what's leading the news this morning? Well, our uh, brothers and sisters in Christ uh, up in the Germantown, Tennessee area need our prayers. And I say that because at least four members of their church uh, perished in a plane crash yesterday between San Antonio and Houston, Texas. Uh, at least four people are dead. Officials say five people were on board the plane. And I'm looking at fox13memphis.com, which I just shared on our Today's Issues Facebook page. Among the dead were the uh, church's executive pastor. Uh, this is Harvest Church up in Germantown, Germantown Tennessee, which is near Memphis, uh, for those not familiar with the area. And we have a we do have a personal connection with those who were uh, uh, on the plane. Mm-hmm. One of the, the one's lone survivor, I won't mention names or anything, but the lone survivor of that crash uh, it, we, we, he's been interviewed here. He's been interviewed. With, uh, he's here. a personal, he's a friend of mine. He started a ministry, a right. Bible Institute that one of your sons, Wesley went to graduated from yeah. downline Bible Institute and his wife, before they got married, worked here. So there's a lot of folks who were struck hard by that here. Uh, obviously up at the church in uh, Harvest Church in mm-hmm. Germantown, Tennessee. It made national and international news. Yep. Uh, very sad, tragic story. I uh, don't know the reason yet for the uh, crash, but uh, I guess five people on board, four passed away. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Ed, you just mentioned our connection to the lone uh, survivor there, who's I understand is still in the hospital. Yeah, with there. some seri- very serious injuries, mm-hmm. going through surgeries and so yeah. on and so forth. Very sad. Har- Harvest? Harvest yes. Church in Germantown, uh, Tennessee. Just So just lift up their of- church family. Yes, please do. Because yeah. uh, that's going to take a long time to deal with, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That kind of a tragedy affecting so many families. All right, uh, Chris, next story. Well, from uh, Texas to Washington, D.C., uh, AFA, a couple of days ago, put out an action alert, and our headline was this. Write your representative. Proposed bill says only U.S. flag can fly over embassies. Uh, This is a Congressman Jeff Duncan, a Republican from South Carolina, has introduced the measure that he says will put an end to one disturbing social activism practice by government employees. As we've talked about on this show, a lot of people are pushing for things like the LGBTQIA plus rainbow flag to fly over embassies and other things, Ukrainian flags, stuff like that. Uh, But Congressman Duncan and others are pushing what's called the Old Glory Only Act, or H.R. 146, which will officially prohibit the flying of things like the Gay Pride, Black Lives Matter, or other flags other than the American flag over U.S. embassies and consulates around the world. But as uh, as we've pointed out here already, we have an action alert out there, so you can contact your legislator if you feel so to get this done. Well, and we do encourage people to go to afa.net. That's our homepage, as most of our listeners know, for the entire ministry, American Family Association, of which American Family Radio is a part. But if you go to afa.net, you will see right in the middle of the page uh, our, our action alert. You click through, this particular action alert will pop up. If you're not, if you don't, if you're not, if you don't take part in this part of our activism here at American Family Association, we encourage you to do it. We make it pretty easy for you to get your point across, whether it's to a corporation or a company or to a member of Congress. Uh, we also, at times, will do things in terms of state activities that are going on. We'll provide that information for you. So go sign up for it. Uh, if you already get our action alerts, please take action. Yeah, this is Congressman Jeff Duncan. He's sponsoring this bill. I don't know how many co-sponsors it has yet. He's a Republican from South Carolina. It's called the Old Glory Only Act. Again, folks, go to afa.net. You'll see our action alerts there. And as Ed said, we make it very easy for you to contact your senators and your congressmen on this uh, and other issues. Here's Here's what's happened over the last few years. And I don't remember the I don't know exactly when the last time it happened. But Obama began to do this when he was president. Uh, I'm sure Biden kept it up. I don't know if what happened under Trump. I can't remember. But some U.S. embassies around the world display the uh, rainbow uh, gay pride Mm -hmm. uh, flag. Did they also do the Black Lives Matter? Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, at U.S. embassies. Mm Mm-hmm. What what uh, this piece of legislation says that no more, no other flags should be flown at U.S. embassies except for the flag of the United States of America, and who, to me, I'm going who who can disagree with that? Because do we want every what who decides what causes get to display their flags? Who gets to decide that? Um, are we gonna are they gonna allow us to put the Christian flag up? Mm. Right. Uh, How about in a Muslim country? Sure. Yeah. I'm sure that 
uh, you know, the lefties would say, no, you can't do that. That would right. offend the, uh, right. the Muslims. And yet they put the uh, LGBT flag up, you know, uh, under the American flag at some embassies around the world. So this just stops this left-wing activism uh, promoted against, uh, again, uh, the, the American flag is the only flag that should be flown at USM. That's, that's all this bill says. And the that, old glory. And that, like you said, who would argue with that except if you're an ideologue who wants to force your views on people who disagree? The U.S. embassies should represent America as a unified country. Right. That's why the flag represents everyone here. Right. The LGBTQ flag does not represent everyone. The Christian flag doesn't represent everyone. So the way you stop that kind of tit-for-tat Republican gets in, they have these flags. Right. Democrat gets in, they have these flags. Just fly the American flag. That's right. it. Amen. Next story, Chris. Um, well, um, this has well. been our lead for the last couple of days. So uh, now we now it's moved down to uh, story three. But it needs to be mentioned because the White House continues to just deflect over the whole garage gate docudrama, whatever we want to call it. Situation. I was right. I only yes I yes you right. were. You were right. I, I, I'm waiting to say I was right, <laughs> but I couldn't hold it back. I will refer Chris. you to. Okay, Chris, go ahead and tell me, and then I'll tell you what I was right about. Well, yeah. So, Corinne uh, Jean Pierre, she's uh, being criticized today because they had the press briefing yesterday, where she continued to uh, kind of dodge questions over uh, what the president has and what he is doing about it. Why aren't we finding out more information? And in this particular soundbite here, one of the uh, reporters brings up well don't don't the american people have the right to know and she gives a non-answer answer this is about the classified documents that biden has had at his uh uh his his quote think tank and his and in his several places at his house at his house yes sir um so we're gonna do here uh clip one why shouldn't americans be upset about documents found in a garage. And that's for uh, that's for the American people to decide. What we do know from polling that we have seen over and over again, from your coverage, uh, from what we hear, what the president goes out and talk to the, talks to the American people, they also care about the economy, right? They also care about what is the president doing to lower costs. Oh, come on. So now we've made it into his accomplishments versus what he may be guilty of having. You really want to talk about the economy? <laughs> really has it got that bad listen he attempt let's not disparage what the president has accomplished he himself personally has created over 11 million jobs yeah we heard that he over did. the weekend this is uh she went on to what i was saying was i was right about she you didn't have this in the clip right there but she was asked multiple times about this story mm-hmm. and she won't answer questions except to say she refers you to uh, the White House counsel, or she refers you to the Department of Justice, or this is an ongoing investigation like we talked about mm-hmm. yesterday, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Um, you know, she would be, here's what she would be better to do. She would be better because uh, she looks ridiculous, and she looks hapless, and she looks, uh, she just needs to say, listen, people, I don't know any more than you know, okay, about this story. I didn't box these classified documents up. Right. Uh, I'm. We're as outraged as you are that uh, they're they're finding. I don't know if they're any more or not. I've never driven the Corvette. I've never driven the Corvette, so I can't answer these questions. And guess what? The White House counsel they ain't telling me jack, mm-hmm. and they're not going to tell you anything. They're not going to tell you anything. <laughs> so let's just be honest about it here. 
and and let's move on to the next topic because I don't have any answers for you because there are no good there are no good answers for yeah. this. You know, that, why that's can't you say you that? Say, did you say that? Because how refreshing would it be uh, on either side of the political aisle to right. have a White House spokesperson say, "You know what? Uh, I can't say anything because they don't tell me anything because it's on a need to know basis, and it's better that I don't know, so I don't say anything that could get the president in trouble." <clears throat> And the White House counsel's not going to say anything. The Department of Justice isn't going to say anything. Uh, and you know what? You know why? Because they don't want to get the president in any trouble. Right. And so, so they're going to go ahead. So they're going to be really cautious. So I'm going to refer you to them, but they're not going to tell you anything. Right. So why don't we talk about something that I can talk about? Right. Like the booming economy. Yes. That's right. That's what I want to talk yeah. about. Uh, you know what she, what she's saying was nobody cares about what she was saying. There was nobody cares about this story trying to deflect and yeah. gaslight. And I, you know, I agree. It's not the number one story affecting people's lives. Right. That's, that's true. Although you could almost say that about anything, anytime, uh, to deflect from hard questions that you don't want to answer. But, uh, again, this is a story that's not going to go away anytime soon because because of the unanswered questions that she won't answer she needs to get the white house counsel down there and let them answer let them answer the questions why did y'all go over to the to the the uh uh what was it called think tank you're talking about the The pen biden center pen biden center why did you go over there why did you go up to the home in delaware to search it talking to the white house counsel Mm -hmm. He can tell you that. Right. And also, quite frankly, there's not much more of this story to tell. The vice president took unclassified documents and put them various places. They were unprotected for the most part. And it doesn't matter what's on there. And it doesn't matter about the intent or not. They keep telling us, well, we're being transparent and it was inadvertent. Well, who's telling us that? The guilty people, yeah. huh? Yeah. I mean, who haven't? Who didn't tell her mama? I didn't. I didn't mean to take that cookie. Right. You know, it was up there, and I took it, but I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Well, that does that get you off the hook? And who who, who who's it, who's uh who's saying that you're not guilty of your intent? You are. Right. So I, I don't buy it. Now you know, uh, necessarily. But I think they probably need to be put under oath. I'm talking about Biden, President right. Biden, because that one of the th- one of the places they found classified document or documents was in his personal library at his home. According, well, that sounds like to me he took it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's inadvertent. Right to me, at least that one particular uh, case, the one or the, or the cleaning lady moved him from one room to another, and yeah. he didn't know. Yeah, and this this should not take. If this go, if we're talking about this a year from now, and they're they're still investigating, you know what? That's what happens with these special counsels. Right. Uh, they get a bunch of money, and they hire a bunch of lawyers, and they 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 just milk it for all it's worth. See the uh, uh, what's the Durham case, yeah. and also the uh, what what's the what's the Mueller. Yeah, the Mueller investigation. It's going well, on and on and on. It goes on. on and on. The government pays out. Right. Nothing ever gets really decided. Just like we mentioned earlier in the week, um, just as a toss-away line, 
We're still waiting to find out who leaked the right. the Dobbs decision on March 2nd of yeah. last year, uh, leaked a Supreme Court ruling. Okay, so how's that investigation right. going? At the FBI, too. Yep. You know what they need to do is just say, Here, here's the question that needs to be answered by, by the special counsel within a week. Okay, two weeks tops. Special counsel or the attorney general, somebody needs to say, all right, needs to be asked this question. The law is clear. The uh, uh, You take classified documents, it's a 10-year sentence if you're guilty. I think that's correct. 10 years for every document. Or it's important. Yes, just say, is President Biden going to be charged? I don't Can you charge a sitting president? He, com- he committed this crime when he was vice president. I think he would have to be impeached. Well, over this, that's not going to happen. That's not, no. not going to happen. Not in this congressional. It may Look, happen by the Republicans. Not the your, your point about giving them a week. So uh, November second is when the classified documents were found at the Penn Biden Center. November third, next day, National Archives were informed. The day after that, the Department of Justice was informed. Okay, November eighth was the midterms. On November 9th, an FBI investigation began. And on November fourteenth, the attorney general appointed a U.S. attorney to investigate. That's wait a minute. Two months ago, more than two months. November ago. the fourteenth. What happened? Uh, the attorney general appointed a U.S. attorney to investigate. That was not in the news. I got this off uh, Fox, I think. January. Uh, the, the special counsel. The special counsel the special was counsel. just recently named. Not the special counsel. That was January. So, 5th. so the attorney general didn't announce that. If that's. I don't. I don't remember that. No, being he didn't. Announced. It yeah. would have been huge news. And, uh, he, uh, so the FBI investigation begins, and so the attorney general appointed a U.S. attorney to investigate. What I want to know is why the FBI wasn't wasn't sent. Mm-hmm. They they let uh, they let the lawyers for Biden. That go would over be there. Garland's well, call. This says the FBI investigation began on November 9th. Okay, so uh, what I'm saying is, where are you getting that that's information? Two months ago, I, I uh, print. I, I uh, sent myself a. Uh, it was a chart from. I, I'll try to find that okay. in, from in, Bill. From <laughs> from the Bill. Chart from I, Bill in I, Georgia. I think I found okay, it. I, I don't know if that's timeline of Biden's classified yeah, timeline debacle. I'll share it on the Facebook. Page. Share it. Is that who, who's who's documenting this? Fox News. If okay. I get barred from Facebook, it was nice knowing you all. <laughs> well, I don't think you are. Yeah. Right. You know, this whole thing should take. I was going to say two weeks tops to announce what's going to just say, yeah, Biden took all this or somebody representing him. They took all this classified information. We found it in various places, but we ain't doing anything about it because he's president and mm-hmm. he can't be prosecuted. And he did this while he's vice president. And, uh, so, uh, we're just going to drop it kind of like we did with Hillary Clinton's emails on a secure survey, uh, a server of classified information. I read last night again, not to rehash that whole story, <laughs> the way the FBI def- uh, aided and abetted mm-hmm. with Hillary Clinton was, it's just shameless, quite frankly, right. huh? Uh, that's, that's, that's saying, listen, we're in the Democrats pot. And I'm again, yeah. we want to stress, we're not talking about all FBI agents. No. We're talking about those at the top. Right. In DC. In DC. We're helping uh, Hillary Clinton. We don't want to hurt her chances to win the election. And we're going to do everything in our power to make that so. Yeah. And and, and uh, James Comey, the FBI director's, his defense for Hillary Clinton using a uh, a server 
doing our country's business on an unsecured server at her basement, stored in her basement at her home, so she could avoid congressional oversight. His defense was, well, she didn't mean to. Yeah. That was the FBI director. Yeah. The same we, thing we, they're we, claiming we, with Biden. They, they didn't even put her under oath. Right. When, when they interviewed when her. When they interviewed her. She didn't put her under oath. And they interviewed her the very last part of this investigation, mm-hmm. which took I don't know how long. And she was being investigated by her fanboy. Uh, one of the ones. Uh, Strzok. Yeah. Peter Strzok. yeah he was and, like, and he wrote a letter explaining and defending her actions before he interviewed her. You remember? And this, 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 mm-hmm. this, yes, this yes. is like an official document explaining the results of the investigation before they actually interviewed her, which was not under oath. This had nothing to do even with the FBI getting involved in the FISA court mm-hmm. case and, and going forward with that, uh, dossier yeah. that was bogus the i mean the, dossier. Their, their whole they, they, they quite frankly they've been discredited uh they're going to take a long time to rebuild yeah. their reputation so when you see the fbi investigating the biden you go why, why why is the fbi investigating the bidens uh like they did trump and mar-a-largo go in there raid all his homes because he's got a big right. house in a well i don't know about all his homes but uh, the, the the one in delaware and then spread all the documents out on the floor, take a picture of it, send it out. What we found, even if we found ten. The 11- FBI was talking to Facebook, remember, and maybe Twitter, but certainly Facebook about the Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah, remember, yeah, the one that they had, the FBI in their possession, and they were telling people, "Hey, listen, there's some disinformation yes. going to be coming." So you talk about running the, interference. The top echelon of the FBI in Washington D.C. They and for their actions over the last few years have basically been their de facto arm of the Democrat Party. Yeah, right. it's Department of Justice, depending on which political right. aisle. So you they call need on. to just come out and say, "Listen, uh, we've investigated the, the within the next two weeks. We've investigated yep. the Biden classified uh, President Biden, then Vice President Biden's taking of classified documents." Uh, and we have decided not to prosecute any anything about it. So they've all been turned over, uh, unless there's some that turn up in some other right. boxes in the attic, right? In a couple of years from now, but but we're not doing anything about it because he's a president and he's a Democrat, and, and uh, so are we, and, and so are we. So let's move on. Yeah. yeah. At one point last week, Corinne Jean Pierre came out and read a statement from the president's private attorney. And I, I just found that odd, like the president's attorney used a taxpayer-funded event to share a statement from that office when that office and that attorney needed to be front and center at the podium, yeah. at least. Even a, You could do it at the press briefing even, but you, the attorney or attorneys, need to be the ones talking to the reporters about that, not a government employee that's like the spokesperson for the White House. I would. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take our break a little early. 30 seconds early, I think, to be precise. And we're <laughs> precise, if nothing else. We, <laughs> I will refer you to the clock. <laughs> refer you to the department of the clock. They can answer questions about time. Yes. That would be the answer that Corinne Jean-Pierre yes. would give if she were asked about time. Uh, we shall be back momentarily with more. Abraham Hamilton III is on deck, and we'll talk to Abe when we get back. Stay with us. Thank you.
AFA is no longer dependent on Facebook or YouTube to live stream our original programming. As of now, American Family Radio shows like Today's Issues, The Court, Airing the Addisons, and The Hamilton Corner are streaming live on the AFA streaming app. Independent live streaming is the next step as we come out from among them and separate ourselves unto the Lord. Search AFA Streaming or visit streaming.afa.net to sign up. Ever wanted to take a tour of somewhere you've always desired to see, but you didn't want to work at putting the whole thing together? Well, guess what? Problem solved. If you've been wanting to go to our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., but you don't want to have to map out everything and plan everything, we've got it all solved for you. Our spiritual heritage tours, all you got to do is show up and get on the bus and have a smile on your face. That's all you got to do. And the rest is taken care of. In June and September, we'll see our nation's capital together, believers and listeners from all over the country. The website for the dates, the cost, and everything you need to know about these two trips in June and September is spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com. We also go to Colonial Williamsburg and Jamestown in September. Spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher as, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. There is a very real chance that every record in women's swimming will be held by a man. Leah Thomas is a transgender swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania. For the first three years of his collegiate swimming career, he swam as a man. But now, he says, he's a woman. And the university has allowed him to swim on the women's team. Not only has he smashed school records, he is also setting NCAA records. Biological females are angry and frustrated. Some of his teammates have openly cried, knowing no matter how hard they try, they will not be able to beat a fully grown man in the pool. Parents sent a letter to the university begging for help. They say the integrity of women's sports is at stake. Well, in my opinion, the integrity of basic human biology is at stake. My new book, a bestseller, thanks to you great folks, our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with the Drawl, a terrific stocking stuffer, available at your favorite bookstore or toddstarns.com. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1.3 American Family Radio This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues. That's the name of this show on the American Family Radio Network. Well, this Wednesday, January the 18th, hope you're having a great day uh, wherever you may be listening to AFR. If you want to listen to the podcast of this show or any of the shows that we air here on American Family Radio, most all of them anyway, 
uh, go to our website, AFR.net, AFR.net. The podcast is that right up there at the top. You click on podcast, and you find the show you want to listen to, and boom. I said, boom. Boom, there it is. You could just, uh, or as Gomer Powell would say, Shazam. <laughs> there it is. It's there for you to Golly. listen to. Any, anywhere, anytime. Chris. Uh, the, uh, the podcast. Of course, Sandy Rio sitting on the radio with us anymore. Uh, she, uh quit she had a bad attitude and <laughs> and uh she got sour about something and no i'm just kidding sandy uh, did the show for 10 years did an excellent job but she said hey i'm tired of getting up at four in the morning every day so i want to do a podcast where i'm not not restricted by time uh so uh go to so so we so we don't have sandy's radio show on but we got her podcast up there and she does three a week so that's available at AFR.net, AFR. I, can I make a prediction? Net. You make a prediction, I Ed. think she's going to wind up doing more than three. Probably. Because she just still eats, drinks, and sleeps. Yeah. Culture, yeah. politics. So she's, she, and, and she's excellent. She has great guests. Yeah, she has a lot of contacts. And, of course, Jenna Ellis took over her time slot. And uh, Boy, she's been a disappointment, hasn't yeah. she? <laughs> Jenna's a hit with our listeners. She is. And uh, we're glad to have her on our team. And I think I told y'all this the other day, but I'll repeat it again. That and I'll refer you to myself, <laughs> uh, and you for 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 answers to the questions. Um, I was talking to uh, Jenna. No, talking to Sandy via text. Yeah. And I said, uh, so I think uh, Jenna is your ideological clone. I said. <laughs> I said to uh, to Sandy. <clears throat> and I said, however, I think she's to your right. That's not easy to do. No, Sandy said, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jenna Ellis is is to the right of Sandy Rios. Anyway, uh, so we're, we're glad to have both those ladies as part of our team. And uh, speaking of rock stars. Yes, part of our team here. At American Family Radio is our brother, Abraham Hamilton III, who serves as our general counsel for AFA. He's also the host of the Hamilton Corner each afternoon here on American Family Radio from 5.05 Central Time to 6 o'clock. And as a full-time dad and husband, too. This is true. And a pastor. And a pastor. Part-time. Well, yeah. As if there's any such thing. As a part-time You also pastor. cook? Do you cook? I, I have been known occasion to burn. Wow. <laughs> well, welcome, brother. Thank you. Good to have you in studio with us. Good. You and Ed were talking. <clears throat> By the way, Chris is here, Ed's here, Tim's here, and, and uh, yes, I'm talking third person, and Abe's here. One syllable zone. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I came back mid-conversation <clears throat> with you guys, <clears throat> and you were talking about Biden's personal lawyer's being involved in discovering these documents or something like that? Where we, where, set that up for us. I think that people would like well, to hear about th- this. Well, that's, that's the story. The story is that the lawyers were moving, and Abe, correct me if I'm wrong, were, were initially moving the president's belongings out of the Penn-Biden Center. Uh-huh. And, I, you know, Abe is the, the attorney. I said, I find it hard to believe. In fact, I called it a lie that lawyers were moving stuff like they would say, hey, I know it's a Saturday, guys, but we need to help. You guys going to have to come in on a Saturday and help 
help move. We got a U haul. We got we're going to back a U haul up. Let's help pack this thing up. Lawyers don't do that, do they? Yeah, and and I made the comment. You said I said. You know, lawyers have been known to be enterprising individuals coming up with all kinds of ways to make a living, make a living. IE schemes. You know, hey, hold it now, Tim. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. I that object. Was, that was a broad generalization. I withdraw that statement. speculation. I withdraw that comment, counselor. <laughs> um, and I have never heard of, nor have I ever seen, attorneys at law decide to hang out a shingle and say, you know what? I think we want to give... You know, the long-haul moving companies that run for their money. We want to be... Two men in a truck. Let's see if two men in a truck can really put up with this type of competition. I mean, we do house calls on Saturday. You book them, we cook them, you know. I mean, I said this is one of the most ludicrous, unchallenged narrative lines I've seen in recent history when the media just goes, hmm, sure. So you mean to tell me you discover documents in November, right? Just happened to be a couple days before the midterm elections. But the the public doesn't hear a peep about it until January 9th. Right. That's the first time from CBS. And the first time you mention it, you say, oh, nothing big was going on. The president's lawyers just happened to want to do him a solid. Just was packing up his stuff with the bubble wrap and the, <laughs> and the cardboard. And Be the, careful and, of that clock. And the packing tape. And, and oh, what's this? Matters that may require legal attention. <laughs> It's amazing how that happened. You know, I just, it's just it's ridiculous. And the remarkable lack of curiosity by legacy media is just astounding to me. It's not well, remarkable fellas, uh, anymore. What do you, it's not. What do you guys you think about – what did I just say? What do you fellas think Yeah. about my conspiracy theory that I'm not the only one that holds it? About that this is, being a way to get rid of it. I think this is a, quite possibly an inside job. Oh. Oh, oh you think it's – I have speculated similarly. Okay. And and I actually Great spe- minds think I, alike. I speculated similarly before the midterm elections. And I, I, I said on the Hamilton corner, I said, guys, this is what's gonna happen. All right. Nobody's gonna say anything about it uh prior to the midterms. After the midterms, you're going to see a hoorah, because a lot of people may forget just before the the the, the classified document scandal broke out mm-hmm. the biden administration was singing sending out messaging saying he's going to run again in 2024 remember that yes. he's going to run again in 2024 and literally the next week literally the next week all of a sudden these classified documents just happen to arrive in the national discourse even though it's been known since november and so i strongly believe that this is not a, not an inside job but it's so far outside it's not just inside the democrat party knows that the biden presidency has been a disaster And what they're going to try to do is now turn away from Biden, say that all of the Democrat parties is going to say all of the disaster is personal to Biden. It's not about the Democrat Party's agenda. It's Biden that has been the failure. And they're going to use this classified document scandal and Hunter Biden to lean on him privately to make sure he doesn't run again. All right. So let me ask the two of you, since you guys are co-conspirator, not co-conspirators, but co-conspiracy minded. Do are you both either of you or both of you saying you think the Democrats planted these or are they just take are they just opportunists taking advantage of it? I'm not I'm not going as far as to say that they planted them. I'm I'm saying I'm pretty sure they knew they were there all along and just waited until this time to start sharing with the public what they discovered before the midterm elections at a minimum. If that story is right, I'm not even sure you can believe that wholeheartedly. But going with the prevailing narrative, I think they've taken advantage of it to use it at this particular time to start laying the foundation and say, hey, you're not running again, are you? Yeah. 
Also, the, another political angle to this. Chris, how are you doing over there, brother? I'm doing well. I, uh, Chris, I, I have a this, question ready you, at the, no, when, you, whenever you need uh, No, go ahead with your question. Okay. If you're Kamala Harris and you're presumably the person that's going to— Isn't it Kamala? Well, it, depending on the year that you ask her, it's okay. either way. She's president, by the way. She's been Kamala. She's been Kamala herself. The president called her Kamala the other uh, day. He also called her president, president Harris. three times, President Harris. She would presumably be the person that would become the president should they— Get him out before the twenty twenty four election. So, do you think is she shaking in her boots right now, or maybe even kind of checking to make sure she doesn't have things? I, I don't know. Well, I know. Yes, I believe she's shaking in her boots because I think she's recognizing that as Mister J. Robinette goes out, so shall she go out. I mean, it shouldn't be lost on the public at large <clears throat> that she didn't even get 1% of the vote in the Democratic primary for the presidency. Democrats don't even like her. Right. You know, so I think she certainly, is, with political ambition, wants to be president, but she's not going to get it. And it's because of that, I don't think he's going to step down before the expiration of this first term. Okay. I just think that the— He won't the, run again. The fix is in to lean on him to keep him from running. That would be—to me, that would be the safest track for the Democrats. Now, my personal belief is—I be, I believe what you two, what Tim and Abe, what you guys have said about the Democrats not wanting uh, Biden to run again. I think they were planning on using the Hunter Biden stuff as the crowbar to— you know, to convince him not to run. This is just another opportunity to make their case. I think it would be a, a catastrophe for them to try to get Biden out before his term ends, because then Kamala Harris becomes president. Now you've got to decide whether to support her, the first black woman president. She would be the first black woman president. So to avoid all that, you just simply say, don't run again. And then everybody has a shot at running and Kamala Harris would have that opportunity as well. In her own right. And I, I think you're right about that. I don't think they're going to try to force him out before the expiration of his term, but I do think they're uh, going to lean on him to not run again. Also, uh, re- related to this politically on the other side, why the Democrats keep going after president Trump. I, I do not understand for this reason. They need him to run. Okay. Now this is my take. This is my view, not necessarily shared by this panel or those in the listening audience. These and opinions expressed Just, in this yes, program. Yes, or Tim Wildman's yeah. here. And so uh, I think the Democrats need Trump, just like CNN. Needs CNN Trump. trashed Trump for four years, every day, all day. That's all they did. They were obs- You talk about obsessive. Uh, Compulsive disorder. Yeah, obs- Trump derangement syndrome. Trump derangement syndrome. What'd you say? OCD. OCD on Trump. That was CNN. Okay. Well, they got their wish. Trump's out. And guess what? CNN has 17 viewers. (laughs) Huh? That really good. You talk about in the tank. I don't know if they'll survive type moment. Type that moments going on there at CNN. They're, they're in terrible trouble with their ratings. All because they put all their eggs in the proverbial one basket. Well, the Democrats, they need Trump to run. So they need to get off his back so he can run so that he can uh, because energize the base. Okay, now listen, I know there are going to be a lot of people that disagree with me on this. Okay. And so I understand that. But but hear me out. Right. Hear my my heart. (laughs) And that is uh, 
they need Trump to run because he's he would be the easiest one to beat on the Republican side. That's what that's what you think. That's, that's what, what I think. That's what you think. And, and and if you disagree with that, we can still be friends. Okay. I think Trump is the easiest one to beat on the Republican side because of all his baggage. All right. Uh, I think DeSantis would beat Biden. Would beat Harris. Would beat anybody the Democrats could put up. That's my view. If DeSantis even chooses to run, which he may not, I don't know. Right. Again, that's my take. If you don't agree with that, that's fine. That's just a political observation. But the Democrats and the liberal media, they need, especially the Democrats, need to quit beating up Trump and trying to sick more investigations and criminal criminal uh, charges against him from the New York. Is it the AG of New York or who, who's after him on taxes? Uh, it's the district AG's attorney, attorney. It's the AG, AG it's the from from the they're after him in Georgia for messing with the tampering with the uh, election. He's got some. He's got other, you know, fronts that he's battling. So, uh, all trying to I, to uh, put a stake in his political heart. Talking about Trumps, when I think their best thing would be to for him to emerge like a phoenix and <laughs> and, and, and 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 be the candidate for the Republicans because it puts the Republicans in a bad way because it's going to divide the Republican Party between those who support Trump. And those who think he's can't win and he's damaged goods, and so uh, um, anyway, we'll see what happens with that. That's on the Republican side. We were talking about what's happening on yeah. the Democrat What do you think side. about that, Abe? Yeah, I, I, I certainly understand it, and I think when you compare him to Ron DeSantis at this point in it, I, I do believe that Ron DeSantis would have a better chance of winning uh, than than former President Trump, and it it requires them, Tim, to do several things in order to. Who's that? Who's they? Your advice. It would be CNN and leftists all around our country. Okay. To do so, it would require them first. If they want to get viewers back or not (laughs) or what? It would require them first to have foresight beyond the immediacy of the moment. And secondarily, it would require them to eat a little crow in terms of how they covered him for the four years when he was president. Um, Now, I don't put it beyond them to lack principle and immediately go from trashing him and trying to make him as a, a, a modern-day Hitler, and then immediately transition to he's the greatest thing since sliced bread to get him to be the curry favor again in the national media. I think some of the things that former President Trump has done that is extremely damaging to him amongst the Republican Party base, when he kind of blamed, not kind of, he did blame pro-lifers for disappointing midterm election results on the Republican side. Pro-lifers have been his most strident source of support right. to date. Had been up until that moment. He also spent a little time attacking some of the most prominent gubernatorial figures on the Republican side when he got a sniff that they may not be loyal. They may not be loyal. <laughs> so, it, you know, it, the division amongst the Republican Party is not just people perceiving DeSantis versus Trump. It is some of the things that former President Trump has done to provoke that division. And then lastly, um, he hasn't been stalwart on issues of sexual morality. You know, you had the whole Law Cabin Republicans event just now right. at Mar-a-Lago. He was there celebrating that. Gary Lake was there and and presenting his persona as if, well, we just need to get over this. This is no longer an issue. These are things that have made him vulnerable on the Republican side, not at least of which would be his failure to repudiate some of the policy positions he took concerning the vaccine. 
I, I will just add this, uh, just not to extend this conversation. But it very, will. Very informative. <laughs> Tim was uh, looking at say, me like, Abe, I'm yeah. going to order you a right. protection because <laughs> he looked at me with such compassion and concern as I was speaking. Yes, because you, you'll, you'll, get, you'll get hammered. Did a lot of, we have a lot of Trump supporters uh, in our listening audience. I'm going to say this, Tim. I understand what you're saying about what would be best for the Democrats. I will say this. The, the one thing I disagree on is I don't think they are capable of setting aside their hatred yes. for Trump. I think, yes, it would so it's, benefit it's them. it's visceral. Yes, they they can't. They, it's taking it on is, religious significance. It, it, yes, it, it is. It's hair on fire. It's yeah. like they think he's the Antichrist, and you're asking them to set aside that belief and work with the Antichrist. That's from, I'm saying their their perspective, their perspective. Yeah, right. Uh, to try to get him to run and maybe succeed to get but the nomination. But you, you, do you see what I'm saying? Oh yes, no. I, I they need him. Yeah, I think they need him. Right. But to, to Ed's point, and and it really goes to show the potency and the power that the media has. Because when you remember, these people did not hate. They never hated Trump, even in a Republican primary. A part of the strategy that you're articulating is kind of what they did in a Republican primary. Poo-poo, Ted Cruz, poo-pooed others, yeah. the Donald, the Donald. And it was not until he defeated Hillary Clinton yeah. that, that all of these things turned against Shockingly, him. Shockingly, in their minds. Shockingly, in their minds. I, I, all around the world, people love Trump. You could not find a rapper who didn't love Trump. You couldn't find any. And then right. the one thing that he did, when he, he beat her who? Shall not be dating. <laughs> shall never, shall be, never president. be president. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying for the... Uh, Left-wing media and for the Democrats, it, it's not a good business model to try to take down Trump. That's all I'm saying. And uh, but you guys, I understand what you guys are saying. It's uh, reason and rationality. I don't know if that's reasonable or not, but it's as I say, it's a business model. If you want to win, the Democrats want to win in 2020. They need Donald Trump to be their opponent. Can, what I'm can saying, you, but can you imagine uh, the uh, the misnamed joy reed well how's how's that her name's joy, joy what, a, what a mistake that was named her joy. can you imagine her promoting trust she she can't she, she can't just get, get on there and say look people uh for ratings purposes we need trump <laughs> well okay we I gotta make a living there's a lot of people on our staff here that need to make a living so Yes, huh? um, we need we need Chris, Trump. When, when did you get here, Rachel Maddow? Uh, her ratings were great. Uh, some of the best ratings that she ever had during her time on the air on MSNBC. Competitive with Fox. Yes, yeah. were during the uh, the the Mueller investigation. Uh-huh. She was beating everything on CNN, uh-huh. uh, and then she was doing comparable uh, ratings to like Tucker Carlson in those time slots. So yeah, the best thing that ever happened to her in MSNBC was Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. And then when he and then when he left office, she went to like one night a week. Yeah, and now there's like you know tens of people watching CNN at nine o'clock at night. Right, Ten right. People. It's bad. Uh, okay, you're listening to the radio program. Today's issues on AFR. And uh, Abe, thank you, my friend, for stopping by. Appreciate it. No problem. Sam. And uh, what, what what are we going to hear this afternoon on the Hamilton Corner? Well, I'm I'm knocking out a couple other issues in the legal back office. I hadn't turned to show prep yet, but I will before we get to lunchtime. So it's a mystery to even to you. It's a mystery that's wrapped in the conundrum amidst an amalgamation. Hey, that sounds uh, like a pig in a blanket, <laughs> like a journalistic pig in a blanket. I, I hope 
uh, Abe, for the sake of your reputation, that we don't ever walk into your office and find classified documents. <laughs> classified <laughs> AFA documents. You know, when you have your lawyer friends over to help you move. Right. Help you move. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. you know, on Saturdays especially. Yes. Well, I will say, if you are a real estate attorney, it would be genius if you moved people because then you could be like, I move you and sign you. <laughs> I don't know why they don't do that. Right. If you're a real and estate it, attorney. If you want us to find classified documents, <laughs> we'll find them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you, Brother A. All righty. Thank you, guys. Okay. You're listening to Today's Issues again here on American Family Radio. You want to send us an email, go to commenttodayfr.net, commenttodayfr.net. Chris, next story. Well, uh, I purposely held on to this soundbite. Did you because, really, Chris? Yes. Had I played it earlier, we might have lost people. Um, lost people? Well, like, I'll like set it up. Lost at sea? Yeah. Or, well, what? we would have had. We might have had people turn away to uh, listen to uh, some other news oh, information here, like Joy Reid, or I'll viewer. set this up while Brent's out of the uh, out of the office here, uh, doing something producing wise. Uh, there's a big gathering. Uh, it happens every year uh, over in Europe, where a bunch of billionaires get together to talk about all the world's problems. One of them being climate change. Uh, so they basically all fly there and back to fight climate change, even though they just contributed to the problem. They keep saying that we're battling here. One of those people that has long tried to combat climate change has been uh, John Kerry, who was yeah. Secretary of State. He ran for president back in 20, uh, 2004, and now he's the White House climate envoy. He's the person or one of the people that the Biden administration sent over to Davos to talk about combating climate change. And in this soundbite here, you will hear John Kerry talk about he and the others were touched to tackle these important issues. Clip 10. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that... We select group of human beings because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy tree hugging lefty liberal, you know, do good or whatever. And, and there's no relationship. But really, that's where we are. Wow. He, he's like a super. He thinks he's a superhero. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. He yeah, thinks he was destined by God arrogance. to be doing what he is doing. That's so the way I took it. Caught himself among a select group of people. Select group of to people. To save the planet. And we're here to talk about saving, saving the, the planet. planet. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than that, guys and am girls. I, am I, am I, that reminds me that, like a, a movie. Is it, you know, when the superheroes get together to save the planet, right? Yeah. We've got to do this because yeah. nobody else will. Everybody else is too stupid to. The Environmental Justice League. <laughs> Let me tell you, the people. That's good. I like that. Yeah, you're welcome. The people and politicians contributing to climate change, okay, are the ones that are flying around the ro- flying around the world to try to combat emissions. Mm-hmm. Like they have a greater carbon footprint than anybody listening to the sound what, though, of my Chris, voice. You know what? You're not catching the vision here. Am I not touched? If you're Superman, you got to fly around the world if you're going to save it. Okay. Right. And if you have, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of carbon emissions because you're flying around, that's just part of the price you have to pay. The planet has to pay. Right. That's and, right. And this is technically it. at least the second time that he's kind of been, he faced right. these kinds of situations because remember when he went over to Europe, I believe it was, to get some kind of award for fighting the climate yes. change. Uh, they estimate, you know, hey, you keep taking private jets, and private jets are responsible for a lot of the emissions, all that kind of stuff. And his comment basically was, well, <laughs> that's how people like me get around. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's a legend in his own mind. Yeah, these people don't exactly believe in leading by example. 
No. Right. These, these billionaires who are there to uh, talk about global warming slash climate change caused by carbon emissions while they're all there. Well, but, yeah. but, but you Tim, can't make this stuff up. Well, they're all there in their private jets from around the world. Go I'm ahead. Just, I just got to go back to right, your you back. very, I, I love the, the, the nickname there, the Climate Justice League. If you're Batman and you have to fly around in the bat jet, yeah. that's what you do. <laughs> that's your calling. Hey, there were some serious carbon emissions from the Batmobile, if you think about it. Absolutely. Those jet engines back yes. there, propulsion. That's right. You're around Gotham. Was it, you, you don't have, there's no electric <laughs> vehicle version of the Batmobile. Could have been the woke Bruce Wayne driving around in like a Chevy Bolt. You're trying you to know? catch the Joker. You, you can't <laughs> afford the time to pull into a, a station and recharge that sucker. All right? So. Duly noted. When I get done charging, you're uh, done. I'm Batman. <laughs> Are y'all Batman in it right there? Is that oh, that's Batman. There? Yes. Batman. Oh, man. That's okay. good. I, Climate Justice League. That's Yeah. Tim, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You knew the Justice League. That is a that is a sure enough superhero reference. And yeah. uh, next, uh, only thing you got to do is come up with a good Star Trek yeah. reference. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm going to be invited to the Vitagliano's. You're going to be invited to the nerd gathering. <laughs> All right, we uh, we got to take a, a time out here. Unfortunately, for news and information provided by the American Family Radio News Team, Chris, uh, from the bottom of our hearts, we appreciate your contributions this hour. Thank you, as minimal as they were. <laughs> <laughs> and if Ed can insult you in any other way, you just let him know. That's right. Uh, our thanks to Abraham Hamilton the third and uh, Steve Paisley Jordahl. We'll be joining us in five minutes. We'll see you back here then. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.